everyone and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Guys, happy Indigenous Peoples Day. But you know something, when I started thinking back on this, we've got so much going on. I wanted to pay homage to some real women warriors. So, let's take a moment out and I'll be right back. One of the crazy things I think that always got me is when we think of warrior or we think of the word warrior, we think of this man standing somewhere on a mountain or in the middle of the jungle ready to take on the world. But Doing some research, I really found out that some of the most fearsome warriors were actually women. And I know you guys are probably going, oh my gosh, Queen Pen, we already know, you know, the movie Woman King is out. Yeah, the movie Woman King is out, but uh, dare I say it, there are quite a few literary, you know, licenses and playing arounds and, you know, taking away from a little bit of the authenticity. So yeah, there's that. But I figured with it being Indigenous Peoples Day, let's talk about some real female warriors and female warrior tribes. So, I love digging into history, and let's just get into it. So, one of the first female warrior tribes that really caught my eye, well, this wasn't more of a tribe, it was more of a clan. Because when we think of feudal Japan, we always think of the samurai and ninja, and these men going into battle, just wielding swords, right? Okay, I'll give you that. But there was actually a whole group of women called the the Onamusha or the Onabugesha that actually fought alongside the samurai. Seriously, fought alongside the samurai in the middle of feudal Japan. You know, and they weren't, these weren't women that were just like, okay, the wives were left at home. No, these were women trained for war. They were trained with the same weaponry that the men used. So, you know, they were on a battlefield equally. There was no, oh, well, you stand back there because you're a woman. No, there was none of that. These women were there on the front lines just like the men. So for those that are like, oh my gosh, there couldn't be a woman king. There couldn't be a woman leader. Yeah, there were women leaders. There were women warriors. You know, and sometimes, believe it or not, the fact that these women were not men was what 
gave them the ability to get closer to the enemy than some would believe because the feminine wiles took over, right? So, yeah. One of the most famous Onamusha was Toma Gozen. And because she was small in stature, she was petite. And like I said, she was known for getting a little bit close up on the enemy. So, yeah, we're going to take this over to Africa. And no, we're not talking about the Dahomey tribe, which is all over Google. Everybody's researching it. Everybody wants to know because they want to talk about all the historical inaccuracies in the film. If you want to go see it, go see it. If you don't, you don't. But let's not, let's not make it crazy, okay? So I'm definitely not talking about that tribe. I picked the female Zulu warriors. Now, this was another group of women who fought alongside their male counterparts. Now, what, what got me was because these women were as tall as the men, but they went in as fearsome. And they were trained not only in their own weaponry, but they learned to use the musket, which, believe it or not, was brought in by the enemy. So they learn to use muskets and shoot. Yeah, you heard me right. They learn to use muskets and shoot. And they used more of what was known as the short sword, which was something that actually could, a, a sword that could be, you know, pinned to your waistband. So this was like, this was their signature weapon. And again, they went in as fierce as the men. And their most famous warrior actually was the mother of Shaka Zulu, Nanzi Zulu. So it's like, wow, we have all of these women that are leading the way when we're told, hey, you know what? Women aren't doing this. The only ones that are out there are like Queen Elizabeth. You know, you have to sit there with your hands folded and just look the part. Don't, don't get into battle. Don't break a nail. Don't worry about it. No. These women were there breaking nails, breaking barriers, and on the front lines of battle. Seriously. So I I couldn't believe it when I started reading it. But of course, we're talking about Indigenous Peoples Day. So, hey, I couldn't leave out some of the more wonderful, outstanding groups of Indigenous Native Americans that actually led the way for a lot of the nations. And the first one I'm talking about is from the Crow Warriors, Pine Leaf. Now, most people don't know about Pine Leaf. She actually was one of the first people to take 
charge and actually be the chief of a whole tribe. And she didn't just lead it and say, hey, you know what, this is my thing. She led it the same way the men would lead. In fact, she was known to have several wives, which is what they did in the Crow Warrior tribe. They had several wives. So it's like, whoa. You know, just watching this woman be known for, you know, just giving it back, being there and saying, hey, I'm, I'm as strong as you are and I can do it just like you. And then we have the Arapaho tribe, Arapaho tribe, and we have Pretty Nose. She's actually known for being in the battle of Little Bighorn. We've all heard the stories from school, but she's literally known for leading the charge in the battle of Little Bighorn. We don't hear about this stuff. This is not, these are not things that we normally hear. We hear what they give us in the books, but this is absolutely amazing. A woman leading the charge into battle into one of the most infamous battles in American history with the Native Americans. The Battle of Little Bighorn. Really? Wow. And then for the Apache, we have the leader known as Lozen, who actually got the name or the nickname the Apache Joan of Arc. Because she was just known to lead and have that confidence just like Joan of Arc. So that's where she got that, the Apache Joan of Arc. So then we go to the Cherokee tribe and everybody always wants to claim, you know, they're Cherokee. So we have Nancy Ward and she's a warrior of a different type. Because, you know, we're talking about warriors on the battlefield. But Nancy was actually a peace advocate between the Europeans and the Native Americans. So, yeah, she led the charge in quite a different way. You know, it's not always, let's put it this way, the battlefield doesn't always look the same. That's the only way I can put it. It doesn't always look how we think it looks, you know? Then there's the Wyandote with Lita Conley. And she is actually the first Native American to argue a case before the Supreme Court. But the funny thing is she's literally in her time, the third woman, period, to argue a case in front of the Supreme Court. Like, you talk about breaking barriers. Like, seriously. And this is what I mean. In other words, the the battlefield doesn't always look the same. She went in when this was pretty much a man's world. And to be the 
first Native American period to do this. She's breaking barriers all over the place. The first Native American and the third woman to argue a case. That's like, whoa. So when you're hearing, hey, you know what? Women came, you know, female warriors, Amazon, and a lot of these kind of things that you hear and the rhetoric that you hear, or even if you hear, you know what? That's not your place. You shouldn't do that. You should sit down and look pretty. Well, guess what? Not all women in history or currently sit down and look pretty. There are people that are out there being fierce, were fierce, and paved the way with their fierceness. So again, guys, happy Indigenous Peoples Day. And as always, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping.